From SLB Radio in Pittsburgh, Youth Express, the nation's first 24-7 radio station devoted to youth writing, music, and conversation. I don't know why some people look down on people who either give up on college or never go in the first place. There are people that just hate you because of your race or ethnicity, but we are definitely making progress. She's hungry for everything, the life within, trying to find her way around again. Looking and searching is what she's doing. So I followed my brother down to the riverbank, and we donned our skates. While Lev hurried, I tarried. While Lev trudged through the slush, I caught a flake on my tongue. My parents are from Bhutan. They migrate to Nepal, and I born there, and I moved here in the U.S. So it's a long journey to get here. Today's episode features original music and thoughts on returning to school. But first... Nelson Morris, a rising sophomore at Pittsburgh Westinghouse, with an essay on living in Homewood. Homewood means a lot to me. It's the place that made me who I am today. I'm a product of my environment. I'm proud to say it. So many people talk down on Homewood, but they don't understand the true greatness of it. To me, Homewood was and always will be the place to be. I spent my whole life in Homewood, and I'm glad I didn't grow up anywhere else. The love and support I got from, from birth in the community always made me feel like I could do anything, and I'm grateful to call Homewood my hood. What does Homewood mean to me? Homewood to me is a fuel in my fire. All my life, I always heard the negative about Homewood, but in my head, I never stopped thinking about the positive. I wanted to prove everyone wrong, and I'm going to. I'm going to help Homewood reach its full potential, and everyone is going to wish they were from here. Homewood is important to me because I wouldn't be who I am without it. The way I grew up was like no other, and that made me the rare kid you see today. I dream Homewood can be the new Black Wall Street. We had the potential to be the ones who make each other rich, the ones who start the new trends, the ones who take others and care for them like family. The most important places to me in Homewood are 7015 Kedron Street and Homewood Field. 7015 Kedron is where I grew up. All I remember from my child was spending time with my family there, and it's sad to say that it will never be the same but I'm glad I still got those memories in my head. Stonewood Field is where I played football ever since I was three years old. I never played for any other team at any other field. Playing Homewood football, the feeling like no other. The family and the pride you see when you go up there is amazing. It's one of the most important places in Homewood history. The most important people in Homewood to me are my family. Some of them are gone now, but they made the journey worthwhile. I appreciate my family more than anything. We may not be rich in money, but we're rich in love. They're the definition of a real family, and I'm truly blessed to be a part of their lives. As you can tell, Homewood means a lot to me. It isn't just the place I was born. It's the place that made me. Everything wasn't sunshine and rainbows, but that doesn't mean I couldn't have fun in the rain. My plan is to be the spark Homewood needs. We don't have enough people that take pride in where we're from anymore, and that's how it should be. I know for a fact there was a time when people were proud to be from Homewood. But who's to say we can't be like that anymore? We could be even more progressive in this new generation. You have to remember, it takes a village. One man can't do it alone. Next, Sloane Simon, a rising sophomore at Shadyside Academy with her original song, For Good. to believe 
segment, teens from youth places in Wilkinsburg talk about impacts of COVID-19 on the upcoming school year. Good afternoon and welcome to another podcast at Wilkinsburg Youth Places. Today we're going to be talking about how schools will be opening and how it will affect the learning of the students. Then we will be talking about how the pandemic is either man-made or natural schools reopening and how it affects students personally i want to go back to school but i will not go back to school if nothing is under control i don't think that sitting in front of a laptop all day and just doing online virtual is is just not an effective way of learning because you can be easily distracted i think some people may have problems with schools staying closed. Some parents may be outraged because their kids aren't learning or participating. There's a lot of kids that just don't 
log on to school every single day and do what they need to do. When you're in an environment where everyone else is learning and you're basically being forced to be there. If we had virtual school for like the whole school year, kids are not going to wake up to do that. I bet most of the kids wasn't getting up to actually log in and participate. They're worried about being on a game all night or being on their phone. Our sleep schedules is off and we need to put them back, you know, to regular timing. It's going to take a very long time and a lot of commitment to get things back the way they were. But think about it like this. They're starting to open up a lot more things, but we just have to wear masks. Why can't they open up school and we just wear masks at school? I mean, we're already used to wearing them and having them on our face, so why not? A lot of parents are going to worry about their kids because when you go into a classroom, there's 20 kids. There's no social distancing. Everyone's very close to each other. Um, you would have to constantly clean like, at school, there's so many different ways that germs can spread. There's the bathrooms, the cafeteria, the desks, the door handles. Like, parents may not be too comfortable with that. There's some families that you come home to a baby. Like, you want to be extra cautious. But I know some schools are giving you the choice to decide um, whether or not you want your kid to go to school. Like, there's a poll, and, like, the parents will, like, choose, like, if they want their kid to do half online, half school, or just online altogether. If they want to keep us safe not just kids, but the staff that have to get up, come to the school earlier than the kids do, to get ready, get their lesson plans. You might as well just stay home. If we don't test the waters, how are we ever gonna know if it's safe again, you know? During this quarantine, you didn't feel like getting up to log in and have your work turned in by a certain time or you're failing that, that class. When it's in front of you, like actually in front of you, not virtually, actually in front of you, you like, okay, I got to do this to get my grade. When it's on a computer, you're like, I could do this later. And you really can't. And then it's like, now I'm three weeks behind on my work. I also think it's important for us to go to school because, so as children, like we need that human contact, that talking face to face. And it could take a toll on mental stability and me, when I was in quarantine and um, we were doing work, like I didn't talk to anyone and my grades were starting to slip because just like you said, I had that thinking of, oh, I can always do it later. I'll just do it last minute. I know that people are scared of getting coronavirus and um, I do think that we should continue with all these safety precautions. Wear a mask, like wear gloves if you have to, you know. There's no way that we can do this forever. So I wish that the people in the upper hand could just take larger steps to control like so many other countries, if you see, that most of them are going back to school already because their government handled it the way they were supposed to. Okay, so last week when we were discussing what we were going to talk about, you claimed that, that they did this on purpose and they released the virus to control the population. Does anyone here believe that the government released it to, like, get us under control because overpopulation... Well, I don't know. It was a, a minute where, like, Donald Trump was having a little bit of trouble with, you know, Korea. Coronavirus doesn't seem like something that was just natural. But think about how long coronavirus has been around before, you know, out of nowhere it just outbreaks. It's crazy that, like, okay, the flu's been around and we've known about the flu. It's not like the flu was around and we didn't know about it and the flu just broke out out of nowhere. And it, along with any other sickness... It's very iffy because we don't really know what our government really is capable of. I, I think it's kind of unlikely for them to just release a disease to kill us all. Like, it didn't have to cost this many lives. I just think 
how hilarious it is that people don't acknowledge a problem until it's getting so bad that we can no longer control it or fix it. So, like, no one took it seriously when it was there was an outbreak in China. They were just like, yeah, let's close the borders. It won't get over here. And then it did. No one took precautions then, but it was until it was such a big outbreak and, you know, people were getting it all over the world and dying and just... I don't understand why the government just couldn't handle it when it was was small and controllable. But no, we have to try and handle it while it's big. This has been Mickey. Maria. Gabby. Benaya. Thanks for listening. Youth Express. Catch the future. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Youth Express. Youth Express is made possible with support from the Henry L. Hillman Foundation the Pittsburgh Penguins Foundation, and the 33 Foundation, and was produced by SLB Radio Productions. Learn more at youthexpress.org. Youth Express. Catch the future.